back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back. It's the 1 o'clock hour. Trent and I with you until 2 o'clock. Uh, coming up, Scott Dockerman in The Athletic wrote a terrific piece taking a look back at the hiring process, who was involved, uh, who were the favorites, just how disappointed a lot of people in, in the interview process were with Bob Stoops, who they all came away with feeling that he's already got a job and he's just doing this interview out of respect for uh, Coach Fry, which may have been the case. Uh, Kirk Ferentz was the last one to be interviewed. I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to stop right there. If you're a subscriber to mm-hmm. The Athletic uh, carve-out, it's a long read. It, I mean, as, as pieces go, it's a... I mean, look at... I've, and today we want everything, right? Give me a paragraph. That's all the time I've got. I've got to move on for some reason. Yes, yes. <laughs> we don't. Uh, but uh, it's a good read. It's a really good read. And 20 years ago, you forget some of the... The ins and outs, perhaps that uh, that surrounded this coaching search. I have started tackling it. I haven't finished yet. Hopefully, maybe next break I can finish back at probably not all the way through it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, sometimes you get busy in the mornings, and, I, and then I come in and I wanted to read it. I had it both on my phone and here in the computer and studio, and uh, well, work gets in the way. Uh, people, yes, we do actually have to do other work than just talking into the microphone for. For two hours a day. Well, I'm fortunate. You do. You have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do get to do the talking into the microphone. Two your, hours. You, your prep is a little more in depth than I would like mine to be. Maybe someday I can. You'll be... get to this point, yeah. Trent. And I'm pulling a little rank on you here. Yeah, yeah. A little seniority. Now I wish I didn't have it because that means you're old, right? <laughs> or, or I am. Um, the Hawkeye Huddle. This tweet came my way. It caught my attention this morning. Uh, it's a yeah. show that's been on the air in this market for. A long time. Mm-hmm. What what did they did they figure it out? Is it fifteen years? This I believe year? this will be year number fifteen this coming season. Fourteen or fifteen. Um, if you stand the, the test of time, that gets my attention, and the boys have, mm-hmm. and they're back again. Brett Ridge and Dave Creighton, and it airs on Tuesday nights at mm-hmm. five o'clock. Yes, you got it. Five o'clock every Tuesday through basketball season. Correct. Yep, we go through basketball season. So uh, last year it almost ended in February, Oof. if you remember. Well, didn't it end in? Or did they play the first of March? They won the game against Illinois to get to, to March. Get to March, and the game that they had Michigan on the ropes, but couldn't get it done mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament. But uh, yeah, it'll be hopefully a little bit longer this season. It will be, Trent. Well, it can't it's, be. It's, it's going to be because of the way the schedule right, lays yes, out. Yes, it will. You're right. You're right. Now, basketball season is going to be fun, but I don't want to uh, talk about that I, because it's football time, baby. But it, it's a really fun program. They're two fans. I mean, mm-hmm. two guys that are season ticket holders that... And don't try and come across as no, not fans. No. But they're also two very different perspectives of things. Ridge is more negative, looks at the half... Uh, glass half empty. See, I would have thought it was the other way around. Is Junior's that right? the optimistic okay. one. You're being you're being too down on this team. They'll go the butt heads from time to time. Mm-hmm. I'll play traffic cop. It's a lot of fun. Every Tuesday, five until six o'clock. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, the boys are back. You're either fourteen or fifteen. They've been on the dial for a long time. All right, we never had an opportunity to go back to Friday night for you. Mm-hmm. Let's spend a couple of minutes. We do have to get a break in here in a couple of minutes to get Scott Darkman because I want to give him his, you know, the time that he deserves after the piece that he wrote at the Athletic. Um, you saw Ankeny and Ankeny versus Ankeny. What if, if and not necessarily that game, but your 
you know, just your biggest takeaway from the scoreboard show from from week number one in high school football, you learned what? We knew there was a gap between Dowling Catholic and everybody else. That gap might even be bigger than I anticipated. I told you a couple weeks ago, this might be the best Dowling team Mm -hmm. that they've had because of what they have in offensive and defensive lines. And we remind people that they're going one for the the other hand. The other thumb. (laughs) Right. They already have one for the thumb, right. one for the other thumb. This is for six in a row. Valley this week. And you think this might be the best of the five teams, the one championship, state yes. championships proceeding? It sounds that way. I There might only be one that can give them a run. I don't think it's anybody from Eastern Iowa in the championship. Mm-hmm. Somebody can give them a run. I think it's the Johnston Dragons who has enough up front. And they had a, a convincing win. Who did yes. they beat? Urbandale, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beat up on the Jayhawks there if there is a team in. Even that is probably a stretch. We've seen Dowling get beat in the semifinals, but that's another thing. The way that they just build and build, and by the time we get to November and playoff time, they are just such a beast. They're so difficult. I mean, last year, Ankeny Centennial got them in the regular season, mm-hmm. like 21-19 I think was the score. Then they beat them 44-7 in the Dome. Right. It just Tom Wilson, they've lost games in the regular season, but when we get to the playoffs, they take that great program and they, they take it up another level. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to see. They're what about really the good. Jags? What did you think of them? Uh, they're, they have some holes still, but I really like their offensive line. think defensively, both the Yankee schools are going to be really good defensively this year. Um, Gibson, you know that name. Hayes yeah. Gibson, the quarterback for Ankeny High. Had some moments in the game, but pressure, stepping up. And uh, what, uh, what year is he? He's a junior now. Okay. Junior season. He's got a bright future, though. He's going to make some big plays, I think, for Ankeny this year. Uh, Ankeny still seems maybe... A guy short on each side, and when he splits schools, it's kind of getting. Were they was was uh, were the uh, Jags forced to go at least a couple of the guys both ways? Uh, Ankeny High did, yeah, did and including their thousand yard back from a season ago. Didn't run the football a whole lot. He was basically playing defense uh-huh. the whole time. So depth on both sides. It's he split schools, and talking to both Ryan Pizzetti and Coach uh, Coach Nelson from Ankeny High, both of them told you know. We expected numbers to be a little bit higher by this. You know, five, six years into the split, mm-hmm. thought but that's football too, mm-hmm. and it's not just Ankeny. No. You talk to high school coaches all over the right. place; numbers are down. Uh, it's 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 nationwide. Does uh, Jerry Pizzetti wasn't wearing a headset, was he? I guess I didn't even to look if he. was I don't think he's a... ever has. Yeah, yeah. I might have bored one to talk for a second, but he, <laughs> right. he's old school. Yes, and uh, good stuff. All right, Scott Dockerman is coming up. You've got Valley Dowling this weekend, Friday night, seven o'clock with the kick. We're uh, we're gonna go six thirty now with the pregame. Okay, show. since most of the kicks have been moved up to seven thirty at uh, seven o'clock as opposed to seven thirty, gonna go six thirty now mm-hmm. with the pregame. You know, one one thing real quick. Um, We've, we've we've talked a lot about the the Hawkeyes that are making their way into the NFL and the success that they've had. Mm-hmm. Trent, I've come away thinking that the, the the Cyclone from last year that has the best chance to make an NFL roster this year mm-hmm. is Jake Campos. Really? Not Alan Lazard. Not Joel Lanning. Campos was in with the twos yesterday. Wow. He got a lot of playing time in the second half, and there's some problems on that Cowboys yes. offensive line. Yeah. I think Campos, of all of them, has the chance to stick, and he's a guy we never – we no. talked a little bit about Marchie Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Of course, Lanning and and and, uh, and Lazard dominated the uh, headlines. Both figured that uh, Lazard was going to get drafted. I don't think he's caught a pass in preseason. No, I don't think so. Either. I'm not even sure he's – you know, he's even seen the field. And I watched the Cowboys and the Cardinals last night – 
and I will admit that late in the game I was over with you know, Kristen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very cavalier for right. Ken on a Sunday night. Uh, no, I only I, got through half the show. I, I got yelled take. at last night. Because for watching it? What are you watching? Oh, you well, Ken watch. wants to talk about on the show tomorrow. <laughs> she shakes her head and walks out of the room. Yeah, but uh, I didn't see him on the field. Didn't huh. see Lanning on the field. Oh. Didn't see Lazard. I think Campos might be the guy, the one cyclone that sticks. We'll see. Uh, Scott Dockerman, stick with us. We're going to come back with Scott Dockerman. He's going to be here from The Athletic. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2 o'clock on 1700 KBGG. High school football each and every Friday night right here on your home for high school sports. 1700 KBGG. Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. The Arizona Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive. The Arizona-Iowa Baseball Company. 
Join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's. Go to alc.org slash walk to register for an event near you. Together, we can end Alzheimer's. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies for wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor, myself until 2. Let's get right to it. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, Doc, uh, good to talk to you, first of all. Your piece as you took a look back at the hiring process uh, incredibly detailed, recounting Kirk Ferentz's hire at Iowa 20 years ago. Just going back to that entire, you know, that time frame, you forget so much stuff. And, Doc, you went so in-depth and got so many people to go on the record. First of all, congratulations on a great, great read. Uh, how long did it take you to put that together? <laughs> that was pretty much a summer project. I mean, I... I spent, uh, you know, hours and hours with the interviews, you know, trying to line up some of them that I could get, and other ones were from other topics that I pieced together. But, you know, and then just going back through and trying to, you know, confirm some facts because people start to, you know, forget things over 20 years. We all do. So uh, it was really an interesting process uh, to find out more and, and really get some of those questions answered from that era, which were, you know, I mean, Iowa interviewed five people. Kirk was the fifth. You know, what would have happened if Kirk, for instance, would have been, um, you know, wouldn't have, uh, you know, worked out? What would they have done? Well, they would have went back to the drawing board. That that was kind of interesting to find out. And then there's just so many other anecdotes that involved. And the holdovers, the guys that, you know, they hired to, you know, come aboard staff, how that worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just really some fascinating details. Hayden Fry, uh, of course, was going through cancer treatment during that time. If Hayden wouldn't have run into that, and even if the 298 season would have went as poorly as it ended up going that year, how much longer do you think he would have stuck around? We saw Joe Paw, obviously very long. You go to Florida State and Bowden. How much longer do you think Hayden would have uh, keep working and trying to get that thing built back up? It's really hard to say. I mean, I think the, the lack of success that year coupled with the cancer really uh, impacted what Hayden, you know, it really kind of put him at that point of it's probably time to shut it down. And, you know, one of the things he said, and I was there at his press conference that day, I worked for the Muscatine Journal at the time, but one of the things he said was, um, you know, that, uh, you know, now he has a chance to allow his staff to go out 
and find new jobs, whereas after a bowl game they might not have, be so lucky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because he wanted to – he originally thought about retiring with Bill Frazier, Frazier after the 95 uh, Sun Bowl season, but instead he ended up uh, holding on. I don't think he would have lasted a whole lot longer. You know, at the time he was almost 70 years old, uh, and uh, it just – that 98 year was such a drop-off from the first part of the 97 season that – it would have probably gone too far, and it was probably at the right time. Mm. Here's what I remember about being on the air at that time, Doc, was uh, I, I was told that Terry Allen was the guy, and I'm glad that your your, your piece backed that up, that uh, you know that he seemingly was Bullsby's choice. The other thing, as I recall, was uh, just the, the outpouring of support amongst the fan base for Bobby Stoops. And to read your piece today, this is this was new to me. I did not realize that... That no one was really enamored. No one on that selection committee, that uh, the committee that was put together to, you know, to recommend the next coach. That none of them. I mean, most of them left that meeting with Stoops thinking that they were they were underwhelmed, and and most felt that, you know, he was doing this interview more so as a favor to Coach Fry because he knew in the back of his mind, Heck, I'm going to Oklahoma. I don't need to be here. Yeah, it was really kind of fascinating to get that kind of information because. As you mentioned, you know, and I'd heard it from people who really wouldn't tell me even on record that Terry Allen was Bob Bolsey's choice. But it wasn't just a one-person decision And when it came to this. Uh, you know, because Bob had hired Terry Allen at Northern Iowa. He had great success. They had a great relationship. Uh, but uh, the rest of the committee was not interested in him. And, in fact, you know, there were some things that were said in that meeting that really turned them off. So, uh, you know, but then regarding Bob Stoops, that was the, he was the golden boy. He was the child, you know, everybody wanted Bobby Stoops, and it just seemed so perfect, the timing and everything. And he was interested in it, but the day before he interviewed with Iowa, he spent eight hours with the uh, Oklahoma brass in Dallas, Texas, and uh, came away with a, with a uh, you know, an offer, and it just, he was underwhelming in Atlanta when he met with the search committee. Uh, just didn't really impress him that much seemed disinterested is what I was told, you know, just like maybe, and, and there was also some, some back talk about that, uh, that he was kind of ticked at Iowa because he figured that he would have been Iowa's first choice. They would have grabbed him immediately, and instead they made him wait, and then they told him even during that, that meeting, look, you're going to have to, uh, uh, we're going to have another interview tomorrow with Turk Ferentz. So with all of that, he kind of decided, hey, I've got... <laughs> You know, a, a bird in the hand beats two in the bush here, and then I think that's kind of what he decided to, to go ahead and go to Oklahoma and took that job like minutes after his interview with Iowa. Kirk Ferentz is obviously not P.J. Fleck. He's not mm-hmm. Matt Campbell. He is not a mm-hmm. dynamic personality that's going to win the press conference. What was it, Doc, about him, though, that got him hired in the first place? Well, you know, it was Kirk's ability to connect with people, Everything we see from him now is kind of what was described to me, you know, then and, and, and in the future. It's just he was able to, to connect with everybody on a, on a level, a, a mental level. Also, you know, Randy Reiners, he seemed to have a good relationship with him right away. Um, you know, he had a detailed plan of how he was going to kind of attack the job and it never really once deviated from it. And, you know, within 10 minutes, he really proved that, he's the guy. I mean, that's what Ann Rhodes, who was, you know, the head of the election committee with Bob Bowlesby said, within 10 minutes, we knew he was our mm-hmm. guy. He just came across that. Well, you know, prepared. You know, just, yeah, exactly. He was prepared. He knew exactly what he wanted. 
uh, he shared the same kind of uh, values and ideals that the rest of the staff was looking for, what the school wanted. And one of the things that she said made everybody think was when Kirk just kind of stopped and said, there's nothing about this about the school president that's in this program. And uh, so mm-hmm. that made everybody go, you know what, you're kind of right. And so that kind of drew in, you know, discussions about Mary Sue Coleman mm-hmm. at the time and her status. So I just think that, you know, the whole process was neat. Going to Cleveland, I mean, the anecdote yeah. where Kirk says, you know, he's walking, you know, he flies there early in the morning, <laughs> he tells Mary, hey, uh, this is going to be our, uh, you know, this is your last chance. And, and then uh, he gets there and he sees a person in Iowa uh, sweatshirt. He figures it must be fate. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, the moving sidewalk absolutely was a great piece. You know what? Another thing, Doc, is as I think back, uh, the, the name Ann Rhodes never resonated then with me. She played an important role in this, according to your piece. That's another thing that I gleaned from this piece today was, you know, just her role in all of this. Yeah, and that was when it was a different era in Iowa athletics. I mean, instead of the Presidential Committee on Athletics, which is more of an advisory board, the board in control of athletics really was able to wield some power. And in her case, because there were two athletic departments, men's and women's, at the time, she was in charge of both of them. Now, Bob was, you know, the kind of the, the managing editor or the, you know, the CEO, but she, she had power. She had, uh, she had the ability to, to veto things. She had the ability to, to, to talk. So she, you know, it was very instrumental in that whole decision-making process. And, you know, they had five candidates they really liked. Uh, you know, uh, two of them on staff. I asked specifically, look, are, you know, were you just doing this out of obligation? And she said, no, we liked them both. Mm-hmm. And then she also mentioned that Bobby Elliott would not have been considered for the job, which I found kind of interesting that because Bob, you know, that there was always that discussion at that time and well into the future that Bobby was, uh, you know, if he wouldn't have gotten sick, he wouldn't have gotten the job. And that just didn't seem to be the case. You know, another part after the hiring of Ference is putting together the staff. And I remember, what are they? What what what's this new guy? Who's this this Ference guy? Ference guy? He can't put together, <laughs> right. he can't put together a football staff. What is happening here, Doc? That was a crazy time too. Not just after the hoopla of Stoops and Ference getting hired, but them him him trying to put together a staff. Yeah, I mean that whole month of uh, you know after he got hired doing double duty with the Ravens, trying yes. to put together a staff, trying to keep recruiting under wraps. I mean, it's one of the craziest months in Iowa sports history, uh, you know, because he felt obligated to stay with the Ravens, and that was the right thing to do. But he stretched himself so thin, he could barely sleep. And, and in fact, one of the more interesting stories, I got a few players who would kind of share with me and not tell me on record, was in his first meeting, he just kept fumbling over his speech. And hmm. when he left, they all just kind of sat there like, Who's this guy? What is he? What are they doing? You know. And then, actually, once they kicked off, I think it was Khalil Hill or suspended him for a year. That's when everybody realized, okay, this this guy means business. He's not just here for you know the top players and that. But then, you know, to, to try to hire a staff, he let every you know almost everybody go. Kept one person on each side of the ball: Chuck Long and Brett Bielema. Bielema was absolutely instrumental that year to keeping not only Iowa in in check, but to go to Florida, grab some of the most important players they've ever had, you know, in the the 1.0 of Kirk Ferentz. I mean, Colin Cole played forever in the NFL, Fred Barr, um, you know, Maurice Brown. I mean, Mm -hmm. so they were, you know, really instrumental in doing that. But, you know, Kirk took some chances on the offensive side of the the ball. I mean, you know, Ken O'Keefe was a D3 coach and a 1AA coach. Uh, 
Joe Philbin was an offensive line coach with Harvard, and um, you know to to hire those. Because Carl Jackson was retired, you know, after coaching with the Hawkeyes and Longhorns and Forty ers So you know he, he didn't just pick guys to pick guys. I mean, he picked guys for their specific reasons. I mean, you know, he figured it was going to be a bumpy ride early, uh, so that's why he liked having a guy like Norm, who had, you know had some personal issues. You know, his son a situation, his, his first wife died, and uh, Carl Jackson because. He knew that they would be steady no matter what. And then he had young guys, too, who were ambitious and, you know, a Bielema and what have you. So, I mean, it was really an interesting mix, and it was an interesting way for him to put it together. Uh, and then finally, you know, it, it took a couple years. But by year four, you know, they, they went undefeated in the Big Ten season. Mm. Doc, uh, congratulations. A great read. It really is. It's, a, it's an appointment read for you Hawkeye fans out there. You can see it at The Athletic. Scott Darkerman joins us every Monday. Doc, that was uh, really well done. Thank you for coming on and sharing some of the insight as to how you put that together. Good work, Scott Darkerman. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Scott Darkerman from The Athletic. We'll take a timeout. We'll switch gears. The NFL game. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, next. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. This is the worst place in the world to play football. Or the best. It's a true home field advantage here in Kansas City. Here, you're greeted with a menacing win. Or an invigorating welcome home. Where you drown in a sea of red. Or feel the support of an entire kingdom. The last place you want to be. Or the only place you want to be. This is a stadium filled with memories. Dante Hall's going to do it again. Or nightmares. Gary Thomas. It's an NFL record. A louder-than-life family. A larger-than-life phone. Some call it hostile. We call it home. Let's go. Welcome to Arrowhead. Welcome to Chiefs Kingdom. Tickets at Chiefs.com. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. <laughs> Touchdown, Absolute Auto Repair. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. 
You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's our final segment here on the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I take you up until 2 o'clock. We appreciate you being here with us. If you miss any portion of the program, you want to listen to a guest yet again, you can always go to the website, KenMillerShow.com, and click the podcast link. Time to talk some NFL. Vinny Iyer, who was in Charlotte for the uh, Panthers and the Patriots game uh, the other day. He joins us. We'll talk about that, but we'll go around the NFL with the Sporting News' Vinny Iyer. Vinny Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Good. How's it going, guys? Good, Vinny. You know, one one of the things that's uh, becoming very apparent, and I'm sure we'll get to the helmet rule, but I don't want to start there with you, the significance of week number three in the preseason, what it used to be, what we're used to it being, doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Coaches are approaching the preseason in a different fashion Pursuant to week three, than maybe every uh, maybe than ever before. Not all of them, but certainly some of them. Vinny, are you noticing that? Yeah, I mean, I look at the Rams, and they've pretty much done this the entire preseason. It doesn't matter if it's week three or week two or week one. They're saying we're not going to play our key guys and uh, really put them in danger here. And it's easier. It's easier when you have a lot of jobs that are settled and you have the same offense and. You're not worrying about positions. The Rams is pretty clear cut. You got your starting quarterback, running back, top three receivers. Everything is pretty much in line with what the Rams want to do. But other teams that are have issues, the worst teams have to see how things shake out a little bit more. So it's a luxury that some teams have. The Packers certainly do that as well. We didn't see Aaron Rodgers and the the main guys in the game against the Raiders either. So take advantage of that. There's no reason to risk these guys again in that situation, especially that game with Jordy Nelson not there for the Raiders is a reminder. That's where Jordy Nelson went down and the Packers lost him in a key spot. So we already saw a big injury there with Jaguars and uh, Marquise Lee. So the teams that are holding back their guys, uh, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, et cetera, have to feel good about it. 
You know, uh, as, as this continues to evolve and change, Vinny, you know, there's a lot of theories out there. Two preseason games go to 18-game regular season. Even a 17-game regular season with the two preseason games, you know, go down that route. Do you think there's there's gaining momentum? And if this continues on and coaches say, the heck with these preseason games like many are starting to do, that preseason, not going to go away, but maybe he's cut back to three, then down to two, something along those lines down the road? Yeah, I think it makes sense to have two preseason games now at most. It just makes sense. It's not like these teams aren't preparing and being ready for the season. Some are even having some intense practices with other teams. So they're simulating a lot of things already, playbook-wise. You just want to see, I think the games are there for the back end of the roster to figure out who's going to show up when the lights are on and uh, come through to figure out a few decisions there. But that's fine. I think the biggest thing, though, is don't sell it as marketing. Josh Prescott, those would be the two of the reasons you would tune in to see how things are shaping up for a third-year quarterback and a rookie, and that didn't happen. So you're not having the entertainment value there in the preseason games, and teams are not playing people, and it's only risk of guys being hurt. I think you have to also consider how do you give fans a break on those tickets because I see people pay regular price for those, and I, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, no doubt about it. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, is our guest. Uh, Vinny, um, you know, let's you, you saw the Patriots up close in person on Saturday. I don't know what you can glean from it in, in, a, in a preseason game. Does it feel to you like it does to a lot of people, and maybe we've had this before, and maybe it's wishful thinking that, you know, we, well, we, I think everybody, I won't speak for you, but we respect what the Patriots have done, but we all feel like it's time to move on and let somebody else participate uh, deep into the postseason. What was your biggest takeaway from the Patriots? Uh, does it seem like this team has enough uh, from what you saw to be back where they normally are come the month of January? Well, you look at the wide receiver situation, there's been a lot of focus on on, on that, and deservedly so because they've pretty much uh, released, and one guy was retired, but Jordan Matthews, Kenny Britt, Malcolm Mitchell, and Eric Decker have all cycled through there already in the preseason. So I understand the concern there, but then Julian Edelman looks good, Chris Hogan is looking pretty good, Rob Gronkowski's fine, and then you see Phil Dorsett do a little damage there as well so they're always going to be fine they always find guys for their system and that's what makes them a solid team year after year beyond Brady and Belichick that they know what the systems are and the jobs are and they find guys specific to those roles and not much else and I think the one concern I would have for the Patriots would be secondary Jason McCourty and Malcolm Butler trying to replace him I think it's going to be very tough to expect them to be much better than they were in the secondary in the past defense than they were last year. I don't see a lot of pass rush upside or a big play upside in that secondary that uh, improves upon the end of last year against the Eagles. Quarterback play always big this time of year. We're waiting for the youngsters to be out there. Josh Allen, it wasn't pretty in his Ooh. first start. Buffalo goes from a guy that took him to the playoffs and going to go a different direction how bad's Buffalo going to be this year? This you're kind of trying to find that worst team in the NFL, and if you're not picking the Browns, as some people think they're going to be better, could the Buffalo Bills be the worst team in football? 
I think they're going to be down there. I think if anything, they'll be helped out by Miami, which mm. looks terrible at this point. So that could could be uh, two rough games there, and you throw in the Jets. Those are maybe a few rough games of that division that don't involve the Patriots. So when you look at uh, the Bills, yeah, it's a concern. I mean, Nathan Peterman has been their best quarterback right now by far. I mean, he's fit really well in this offense. And he proved why, a little bit, why Sean McDermott went to him in that one game. He has a lot of confidence in him. But he's much improved since that interception mess against the Chargers last year. So I, I think Peterman should get more of a look here. I think teams maybe are going different ways with locking into their first-round quarterback. You see that with the, the Jets and Bills and Darnell Nallen. You see the Browns and Ravens have no interest in rushing their guy. The Cardinals kind of in the middle there. So... When you look at it, the Bills are going to take their lumps. Bad offensive line, not much in the receiving core. And uh, it's just a tough situation for any quarterback, let alone a rookie that's pretty raw like Allen. Uh, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News is our guest. He covers the NFL and does so seemingly on a daily basis. There's fresh content up there for you NFL junkies. Vinny, I, I, again, preseason last night, no Dask Prescott, no Ezekiel Elliott, etc. I don't think Sean Lee played. If he did, it was maybe the first series. Randy Gregory looked good. I'll give them that. But where I'm going with America's team here, and it's, I mean, does it does it seem to you, and we're going to see them a bunch in prime time, they're the Cowboys after all. I just don't know what they've got, Finney, beyond the, the running game and a quarterback who I thought took a step back last year. The offensive line is kind of in flux now with Travis, Travis Frederick and, and uh, the medical condition is he, that he's undergoing. Might the Cowboys and Jason Garrett's window be closing uh, in the NFC East? I think it seems funny that the Cowboys are always in that 8-8 eight eight bill. I think that's kind of their baseline. Now, a few factors can push them down away from that, as we've seen, and a few factors can push them way above that. But I think in the, in the heart of what the Cowboys are, they're pretty much straight down the middle of 500 team because they do a lot of things well, they do a lot of things okay, but nothing that really stands out there. You don't think Dallas is a dominant team by any means, and you saw in the playoff run that it was cut short because they had enough holes, and that's that's still the case with this team. So I see them smack dab in the middle of the league, 16, 17, 18 type of team there in the power rankings. And uh, I don't see it any much better than that. So I don't think they're going to be terrible, but they're not going to be spectacular. And that, and that still, in the end, doesn't cut it for Jerry Jones because they're not contending for Super Bowls. A couple of Midwest teams uh, took battle on Saturday. We talked about... Teams not playing starters, and the Bears were at the forefront of that with a young quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky and the rest of uh, of the starters. Kansas City gave up 27 points to the Bears' second, third, and fourth teamers. Ken brought this up to me right when he came in today. Boy, the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs defensively this year, they're going to be bad. How bad do you think it's going to be? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, missing components there. I think Anthony Hitchens can help them a little bit, mm-hmm. but... Over, overall, it's just not looking good. And this is a team that obviously is going to try to uh, put up points, out-throw everybody, maybe with Patrick Mahomes, and uh, try to maybe put that defense in position to succeed uh, going after turnovers. But I think the problem is you're going to have – it's going to put more pressure on the defense. So right now the Chiefs, I think they're in that Cowboys range to me, around 500, maybe a little less than that. At this point, I think the Chargers are the clear favorite in that division. And really, when you put together the Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders, they're all very similar teams, 
lot of question marks, coaching changes, personnel changes, just a wild card on all three fronts. It, might that be the worst division in football after a couple of years ago, seemingly, and everybody's list being the toughest division? Might they be the worst division in football, Vinny? I think they might be. And another reason is that the Chargers are going to prey on this schedule and really rack up some wins here. That's part of the reason we like the Chargers a lot at Sporting News, and a lot of people like them to win a lot of games because their division, they could easily sweep their division with their level of offense and defense. It's pretty higher than uh, the other three teams combined on both sides of the ball, I think. So I think that's a division. If the Chargers don't win it with Anthony Lynn, Philip Rivers, and Joey Bosa, you'd be highly disappointed. Uh, well, as a Bronco fan, I wouldn't be. But I, get what, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, Vinny, you've called for the Chargers. Who did you have in the Super Bowl? Remind me again, Chargers and who? The Saints. That's what I thought. You know what? I'd sign for that. A little different blood. Yes. That, that would be interesting. Yeah. Hey, Vinny, your uh, your Wildcats uh, begin Big Ten play on the road against Purdue on Thursday night. I love the fact that we you know, we don't have to wait until Saturday, that this game's not lost in the shuffle of all those other games that will be taking place. So a couple of questions for you. Ten games. Uh, the last, uh, yet last year they won ten games. The year before that, seven, ten games, I think the year before that as well. So what are you expecting out of your Wildcats? And do they get off on the right note against Purdue as they go to West Lafayette on Thursday night? Yeah, I'm not as big a fan of the Thursday night opener just because it's, it treats us like a B team in the Big Ten that we can open up <laughs> on Thursday night and uh, go on the road and play a uh, conference game right away. I like to ease into the season, get that the easy win on uh, Saturday afternoon against uh, a MAC opponent or somebody like that, but Diving right in, we're actually underdogs in that game against Purdue. The good news is it looks like Clayton Thorson is going to be healthy and starting that game. So that is the biggest thing we've been holding our breaths all season as uh, Wildcats fans. So I think we'll get off to a good start, win that game. I'm going to be modest with the win total. The schedule's kind of difficult. I'm going to say about seven or eight wins. I think they'll get to a bowl. And uh, that's all we're trying to do try to uh, be consistent there even when uh, we can't reload as quickly as other teams. Mm -hmm. Have you got back to Chicago and uh, had an opportunity to see the new facilities in person yet? No, I will be going to at least one game this fall, so I'll get to check it out then. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's going to help bring in a lot of uh, extra consistent talent as well. No doubt. Vinny, listen, we appreciate what you do. Look forward to talking to you as we always do throughout the season. Thank you, Vinny Iyer. We'll continue to read you at SportingNews.com. Thanks, Vinny. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you do the same. Vinny Iyer, Northwestern grad and uh, a real NFL uh, terrific writer on uh, NFL football. You know, he mentioned that schedule. and Northwestern schedule? It's it's difficult for the Wildcats. I, just kind of looking through it here. Thursday night at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Duke, which is at best a coin flip game. Yeah, you're right. Akron, they'll beat. They lost to Duke last year, did they not? They did, yes. And Cutcliffe's got, a, I think, a decent yeah. team again this year. I might have touched the over. On, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yes, yes. So Akron a week through. So so we'll see. Well, I'll watch Akron, Nebraska. Okay. And then Akron, Northwestern before Akron takes on the Clones. Right, yeah, because of week three for Iowa State. I will Oklahoma. be well-versed on Akron when it comes to Iowa State you game love your week, zips. You, you love your zips. Crossovers, <laughs> though, Michigan, Michigan State, Rutgers. But it's at Rutgers. Yeah. And Notre- Michigan, Michigan State are back-to-back weeks, are they not? Yes. Notre Dame later in the season. Oh, my. Yeah, at Iowa, it's, of course, Wisconsin-Nebraska in there, too, being the wet. It's... Where is the Notre Dame game? Is that at Soldier? Or is... 
That's a good Notre Dame question. can't be going to Ryan Field. I would not think so. It has to be at Soldier Field, right? Are you Googling this, Trent Condon? I am. I am because... After Notre Dame, they finish at Iowa, at Minnesota, home to Illinois. Lovey Smith, by the way, is not getting fired, no matter what his record is. He's got too big of a contract, and they gave him too big of a promise because it was a complete re-gut rebuild. Not saying he's the guy to do it, but I don't think after three years they're going to you know, cut bait uh, at that soon. What have you found? Notre Dame at Northwestern, at Ryan Field. Really? That's what it has here. Looking. I'm not sure I'm buying your Googling talents. All right. Well, Notre that, Dame. That's from footballschedules.com. Let's go right. Northwestern. To Notre Dame's official website. Yes. At Northwestern, Evanston, Illinois. Unless there's another it's stadium Ryan in Evanston. Field. No, you're right. I Googled it too. Ryan, that's odd. Well, and then first week in November. Yes. That's the same week as LSU Alabama. That game will stink this year. LSU Alabama, It'd be awful. You don't, you don't buy, you're not buying Joe Burrow, the Ohio State transfer no. quarterback, is leading the LSU's Tigers. Going to be bad. I, they I got a I good got, defense. I got a hot take for you. Oh, LSU will uh, win less than seven, uh, eight games for the first time since 1999, I believe, this mm. year. Seven to five or worse for the Tigers. Mm. Like okay, I could see it, Trent. I could see it. I mean, they their offense, their defense is going to carry them. Their offense is going to be meh. And it's Coach O. I mean, he's right. a fun soundbite, but. Yeah, and I got to think that this is it for Coach O. If, yes. if indeed you are right that they do they win go seven, seven or eight and five. Mm-hmm. At, at LSU, you can't keep them around. I'm with you. Um, we had Dylan Monts early in the show. I shouldn't say um. That's, that's awful. Beg your pardon. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I do wish that Iowa State would have been able to, you know, selfishly, right? Iowa State media availabilities. Monday, Iowa's Tuesday. It was, it was with our week, right? They didn't consult us. Why would they? If they would have, I don't Stated my piece, right? I mean, one ear and out the other as it should have. <laughs> oh, boy. So what? What's the? All right, break it down again for me because Dylan's told us, and we our Hawkeye guys have told us the actual press conferences for each school each week are now Tuesday. Tuesday, right? What time? Well, Iowa State was always eleven thirty last year. Now yes. it was always eleven thirty Mondays. Yes, I would assume it will be the same time at eleven thirty, and and I think. Kirk was always twelve thirty or one, was he not? That sounds right. Yes, they practice in the morning, get the players beforehand, and Kirk meets with the media twelve thirty or one. One ish, yeah, it's right in that range. So it'll be tough to get a Cyclone or Hawkeye guest on Tuesday, perhaps. Tuesday, and next week is a short week, is a Labor Day. Oh, of course. That is the the one disappointing thing. The way the schedule sets up when they have. Week two, Iowa State. Yeah, we only get four days day. to talk about it. But you know what? I'll be ready. <laughs> four days will be plenty. That that's a good call. Uh, by the way, all of our uh, guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations: twenty eight twenty two East Twenty Ninth Street in Des Moines, four ten eight Street Southwest in Altoona. As we've been telling you throughout the program, and we're going to tell you one more time tomorrow during the Hawkeye Swarm. Uh, it's going to air somewhere between one thirty and one fifty-five tomorrow. Trent's going to uh, jump in and, uh, and ask for the first caller to win two tickets to Northern Illinois. Those tickets, what did I tell you? They're in section 107. Got them right here. Yes, section 107, row 57. And you said those are about the 20-yard line? Yeah, good seats. 20, 25-yard line on the east side of the stadium. And you'll be very close to Trent Condon's seats. Which is, a, which is a, absolutely Maybe we'll more reason up. to win. Yeah, meet up for a beer beforehand.
Uh, why wouldn't you? So, and here's the other one. We do have the Cyhawk tickets, and those are either section 105, or I think they're 109 for some reason. 109? That is my section. Even closer. Well, they're 105 or 109. Okay. Um, but as we've been saying all day, get on Twitter, at mm-hmm. Hawkeye Swarm. That's where you have to go. Go to Doc Fuller's Hawkeye Swarm Twitter account. All we're asking you to do, closest without going over, how many points in the Northern Illinois-Iowa game, tiebreaker, again, closest without going over, how many passing yards by Iowa? Not by Nate Stanley, by the Hawkeyes. Pretty simple? Very simple. So t- so did I explain it properly and easily? This is what your tweet will look like. At Hawk- Hawkeye Swarm. Use the at symbol. Yes. Right. At, at the Hawkeye hashtag, at. At Hawkeye Swarm. I make it more confusing? Should I shut up? At Hawkeye Swarm. <laughs> the point total for the game. Yep. Without going over. Right. Total passing yards by Iowa. That's so it'll a tiebreaker. At Hawkeye Swarm, 45, 288. Simple. Bang. You're in, and you have a chance to go to Iowa State. And you don't have to be a Hawkeye fan. No. I mean, you be anybody. You don't yes. have to be a fan of college football if you want to participate. If you live well, in this state and you've never been before, you right. need to go to the Iowa State. Game. Absolutely. Um, these tickets, I saw them today, have a face value of $90. Yes. Uh, for this bad boy. And it's a pair of tickets. It's a pair of tickets, right. And we have the tickets. So this isn't going to be a meet me somewhere. This is going to be a come on down and meet Trent Condon and pick him up here at the station. Yes. By the way, those Northern Illinois tickets, if you are the one that wins the Hawkeye, uh, the Hawkeye during the swarm tomorrow, you have to pick them up here. Well, you you know what? Why don't you make those arrangements? Trent? I will. Whoever wins, we will talk about it tomorrow. So Absolutely. be listening tomorrow, between now and tomorrow, at Hawkeye Swarm, total points in the game tiebreaker one entry per twitter account yes now trent tonight Mm -hmm. and i'm really looking forward to this next three days because uh not because it's the mets but but more so the pitching matchups absolutely and especially the first couple of days of this series i mean tonight at seven o'clock nbc sports chicago has syndergaard versus lester how about that tomorrow night Jacob DeGrom and Cole Hamels, I don't know the television as of yet. If there seemingly has been a blackout night in Des Moines for Cubs games, it's been Tuesday throughout the season, which kind of scares me a little bit because I want to watch Jacob DeGrom. Is he the best pitcher in the National League this year? Numbers what his ERA is under two. That's sick. Uh, For the Mets. For the Mets. (laughs) Right. 1.71. You know what his record is? It's average, I would guess. Eight and eight. Yeah. It's because his team is so bad. Now, Cole Hamels has been so good. Yes. So good. Hamels uh, versus DeGrom tomorrow. That's worth the price of admission. Now, tomorrow. It's a WGN game, which means. We're clubbed. We get it either 23 picks it up or 5 picks it up. Or 17. Or 17. Or you know where it, it is? You know where it's probably going to be? On one of the dots. Uh-huh. 17.2. So you're saying I need to stop at Best Buy and get myself an antenna? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, no, I won't, actually, because I'm not going to be home. I got volleyball. You got what? Yeah, Mediacom, doing volleyball tomorrow night. Well, you'll do anything for money, won't you? Well, I get it. I was your way. Well, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, good for you. You take advantage of every one of these opportunities. So yes. where, are the, where's, where are you meeting the Mediacom crew? Uh, that's a good question. I, oh, you don't know your game yet. I know it. Oh. It's one of two. It's either, I think it's Valley at Johnston. I know well, that's You better one find of the that out games. between now and tomorrow. Well, I will. I will. Right. Tonight's prep work. Okay. Tomorrow's the game. Yeah, you'd hate I'll to study there. the wrong teams. I got it in my calendar. 
my calendar will alert me where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Boy, these calendars on the phones are. Really oh, you nice can't thing. beat them, can you? Do you even use your calendar? No. No. no, but I know it's. I, I look at the date on it. That's, that's close to an app. I got it here. Valley at Johnson. Valley at Johnson. See, I had it. I had it. And what time is that? Is that going to air live or is that going to be a tape, tape delay? Yep. Tape delay deal. Yep. Uh, where was the Valley crew, uh, the Mediacom crew this past weekend? Were mm. they at East? Yes, they were. I think Somebody they were told East. me that. Yeah. I think they did. And you'll be at, uh, like everybody else, Valley Dowling this week. Drake Stadium. That's a good place to watch that game. Yes. Did a game out there last year, Roosevelt Waukee. And you've got another Drake Stadium. Don't you have Roosevelt at home later on in the yeah, season? I do, yep. yep. Good. A couple of times at Drake. Get a place like that, you know, got to utilize it as no, much as I'm, possible. No, I'm with you. Um, real quick, and I'm sure we'll hit on this as the week goes on, Valley Dowling. It's last year clock. there was running clock for yep. the first time, certainly in my memory. We might be heading the same direction again. It just, Dowling is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What they have up front, they're a different level. Mm-hmm. And you can't Could bump you put up together a, an all-star CIML team, not including Dowling? That you, could beat them? Yeah, That could beat yes. them? You could? You could do that. But that's about it. Yeah, that's, that shows you just how deep that this uh, boy Tom Wilson's got that program yes. humming right along. What else uh, baseball tonight are you looking for? Well, I'm not going to watch anything else other than that game. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I don't think I will. I think I'll, no, that's it. We get Oakland-Houston. We do? Part of the flipping around. Garrett Cole, Brett Anderson. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. You know, you've got to do something in, in the commercial breaks, right? Yeah, maybe watch the Blow Jays. Or is, just that, or is that a, time where you, you take a couple of drinks? and? Well, after 8.30 I do. After 8.30. Yeah, after 8.30 I do. How, how, how much deeper are you going to keep putting that? Oh. Because at one time it was 7, I think. No, it started, you probably did. Then it went back to 8, then 8.20, yeah. now 8.30. I don't know. I gotta snap. I gotta. I gotta. Give me nine forty-five, and you. No, 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 no. no, no. One drink, and you're done. Yeah, maybe. Um, Lots of football talk coming up tomorrow. Zuba Mahente is going to join us. Now, what are you in? Brinson back this week, by the way. Uh, for at least today. We'll see how much longer it lasts through the week. But Adam Kramer is going to be stopping by. Excited to meet you. Yep. The college season with him. We got Wolfgang stopping in, and well, since it is that time, kind of our, our last time to talk baseball. Before really we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of mired in it, mm-hmm. going to uh, bring in our buddy Zach Reimer, talk some major league baseball with him. So we'll still sprinkle in the baseball talk, but you know how it is. It's I so do football heavy. It's get out of the way, baseball. Yes. Here comes King football. We will take another stab at the baseball season with Zach coming up at about four forty. Uh, do you feel like the Cubs have won the uh, National League Central after these four game sweep? Yeah, kind of the up four games on the St. Louis. Concerns that we were talking, it just. They're fine. Bats have come alive. Pitching's been really good. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we'll we see. I mean, that, look, they returned the favors we said earlier. Remember remember what uh, the feelings when the Reds took four yes. from the Cubs earlier this year? Oh, my God. The sky is falling. The Reds didn't have the same pulse they kind of had, had true. at that point. That yeah. was still the Their beginning. Their pulse is on the DL, too. Let's be honest. Their yeah. leader, Votto. Yes. Um, he's, he's missed. We uh, hope you don't miss Trent Condon and Jimmy B, the Jimmy B and TC show today from 4 until 6. Uh, we're back tomorrow with new. We appreciate you being here with us again. Get those entries in. Hawkeye Swarm Twitter account, at Hawkeye Swarm. Total points in northern Illinois, Iowa. Uh, closest without going over. And then the tiebreaker will be total passing yards by Iowa. Those, whoever wins that, will win a couple of tickets to see the Cyhawk game in person. Trent and I back tomorrow with new. Appreciate you being here with us. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. 
You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. Defend your vehicle from harmful elements and restore shine with Armorall Original Protectant. For a limited time, O'Reilly Auto Parts has a great deal on a 16-ounce bottle of Armorall Protectant for $4.99. Renew, revitalize, and protect your vehicle with Armorall Protectant. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program. Or place an ARL donation bank at your counter. Or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage 